We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. You guys, Derek and Cody with you as always. And guys, we wanted to kind of revisit some questions that we had about this team going into the season. Some questions that we had in the offseason about whether or not some guys would step up and certain guys would, you know, get some <clears throat> answer some questions basically about this roster and a couple other things that go into it. So we're going to go ahead and hop into this. And I mean, Cody, the one thing that outside of, you know, a couple of trolls in, in the indie land or just these supposed lifelong fans that say that they hate that we just accept mediocrity at this point, I think everyone can agree that, the Colts really did a fantastic job with who they hired at head coach and Shane Steichen clearly transformed a team that had less talent on it from a year ago to now, uh, at least from a roster perspective from what it had and still was able to make things work in the, in everything that they were able to do, got them this close to a playoff spot, despite there not being uh, some of our best playmakers available for us this year. Uh, so I think it's the one thing they did answer, and it was the biggest answer or biggest question going into the season, how will Shane Steichen impact the team? It was a big answer that Indy improved drastically because of him. Absolutely. Indy definitely you know, nailed that head coaching hire. You know, And it's crazy because it's still – been a while since you know last year at this point they hadn't hired that even decided they had so many candidates right for their head coach last year and it lasted till after the Super Bowl because obviously Shane Steichen was coaching in that Super Bowl um but yeah you're right the, you know the Colts and Shane Steichen what was he going to do in year number one with you know rookie quarterback a young roster you know a locker room that was pretty much defeated by the end of the year of 2022 you know how are they going to look here in his first season. And I know a lot of people, Derek, had the Colts winning four to five games, something around that. I know we were a little bit more positive, but still, like, you didn't expect the Colts to do what they did. And I think in a big way, that comes back to Psychic. Now, definitely, he still has 
things he's got to figure out. But again, he was a rookie head coach. He got this team ready to go um, and kept them competitive in virtually every game this year. And so uh, great to see. I mean, over double the amount of wins you had in 2022. So definitely love to see that from Shane Steichen. And the Colts absolutely nailed that hire. Um, and they took their time and they found their guy. And it's definitely worked out so far for them. So you love to see that. And you think about it, Derek, you mentioned not having some of your playmakers for the majority of the season. You didn't have your franchise superstar quarterback for a good chunk of the season. You didn't have your franchise running back for a good chunk of the season. You didn't have, you know, certain guys like, uh, you know, your tight end that you thought was going to break out this year that showed some really awesome things in his rookie season. He didn't play for the entire year. And also your defense, especially your secondary, was virtually decimated with different situations, whether it was injuries, suspensions, whatever it is. Uh, but still, Shane Steichen and company, they made it happen. You know, they, they did it with guys that weren't starters for the majority of the season. You know, backup quarterback Gardner Minshew, Zach Moss, Trey Sermon, Tyler Goodson. You know, so many different guys. But Shane Steichen made it work, and he had this team ready to go. Now, were they perfect? No, absolutely not. Still a lot to improve on. Still a lot of ways that this team, you know, needs to get better here in 2024 and moving forward. But you look at it from a rookie perspective based off of what people thought the Colts might be to where they ended the season. And you've got to say, Shane Steichen, give him all the credit. This team majorly over-succeeded for the amount of expectations that were placed on them. And Shane Steichen is a big reason why. Um, not just from a play calling standpoint, which I thought he did a great job at. And that was kind of the question, Derek, because we'd seen that with Frank Reich. You know, he wasn't really able to kind of handle that balance. It's a hard balance. So Shane Second, though, I felt like while he had moments where he struggled at times, I felt like for the majority of the time, the good majorly outweighed the bad in kind of that trying to figure out that kind of, you know, how does that work for being a head coach and a play caller, but I felt like Shane Steichen handled it pretty well. So definitely felt like he played well. Uh, he did very well in his first season with Indianapolis, and he definitely, the Colts got a good one for a long time in Shane Steichen. 100%. Uh, you love his offensive uh, coaching style, uh, the play calling and the scheme in which Indy is able to run their offense with Anthony Richardson is definitely the best thing that you can uh, that you can see from it. So, you know, if we see Anthony Richardson next year, all season, uh, it's only going to be, it's going to be so fun to watch Anthony Richardson and that play calling scheme and how he works with that. Uh, it will be awesome. And going into Anthony Richardson here, uh, another question that was answered, you know, people had questions about Anthony Richardson uh, is it was Anthony Richardson going to show anything to say, Hey, like, you know, this guy has the ability to make things work for Indy and be a next great quarterback for Indianapolis. And, you know, Cody, I think he did. And I think he did. And I know that there, everyone outside the Indianapolis fan base does not understand it because they say, he played 10 quarters of football. How could you possibly sit here and insinuate that the guy has anything that has proved anything? And heck, even half of our fan base doesn't agree that Anthony Richardson is uh, could be the next great thing. But, I mean, again, I saw seven touchdowns in 10 quarters of football, Cody. 
And I saw glimpses of Anthony Richardson just putting on a display. And at certain points, just teams not having an answer for him at all. And even as a rookie quarterback that was the inexperienced and raw prospect, he was putting up massive numbers against Houston before that concussion. Uh, brought them all the way back from being down 23 nothing against the Rams. You know, just great situations for Anthony Richardson. And I have a feeling he showed enough, Cody, to get me excited about his future. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I mean, the dynamic nature of Anthony Richardson alone should get you excited, especially because of what we've seen, Derek, for the last few years with the quarterback position. Very uninspired, you know, very boring in a lot of ways. So definitely great to see a guy like Anthony Richardson just going out there and proving it when it comes to can he make plays, can he be effective in the NFL. I mean, like you said, seven touchdowns in ten quarters, that's pretty darn impressive. So you see those glimpses of what this guy can be, and you wonder, man, if he can get back and he can you know, stay healthy, how good can this kid truly be? Because, I mean, still not a ton of experience at the NFL level. So how much more as he's going to play will he get better? I mean, that, that, I think that's the exciting thing. And you looked and you saw, going back to Shane Steichen, how the Colts' offense was, you know, one of the best offenses in the NFL in a lot of ways uh, with, you know, some backup guys in there. So you think, man, you get a dynamic quarterback like Anthony Richardson and you use his athletic ability and you use his natural talents, how good could this Colts' offense truly be with AR out there? And that that alone should get you super excited if you're a Colts fan or if you're rooting for this team or looking forward to what they can do. Because if Steichen could cook that up, man, with a backup quarterback, what could he do with a dynamic quarterback like Anthony Richardson? Uh, it's just, it's exciting. A hundred percent. And one of the biggest question marks that we had with this team going into this year was about that offensive line. I mean, we talked about it, Cody, when back in 2018, 2019, 2020, talked about this unit being a top five unit in all of the NFL when it came to just pure numbers. And these last two years, that it hasn't really been great for them. 2021, they weren't great. And in 2022, they might have possibly been from every metric the worst offensive line in all of football. And they went from being 
one of, if not the worst offensive lines in football this last year to 2023, back to being a top five offensive line in the NFL. And they did that without even having, uh, without even having Anthony Richardson as your quarterback. Like he had Gardner Minshew back there who was Mr. Happy Feet and run himself into sacks half the time. So, I mean, yep. that just goes to show you, and you and I'm sure you're going to bring it up because you love to bring up these guys individually here. I mean, Ryman had a great uh, up year. You know, he looked better from, we were wondering, is it, was he going to improve from the back end of that 2022 season when he was playing really well? And was he going to improve upon that? And sure, Ryman doesn't look like he's elite by any stretch right now, but definitely from an all-season performance, had a great year. Quentin Nelson definitely had a resurgence. Ryan Kelly definitely had a resurgence. And and Will Fries, albeit didn't, I think he improved at least a little bit. And of course, with Braden Smith being out there, when he was out there, he showed you his impact. So clearly these guys all did what they needed to do to be good this year. Yeah, and I'll take it even a step further than you, Derek. I think the Colts have clearly found their left tackle of the future in Bernard Ryman. I mean, oh, yeah. he yeah, he had a few games where it wasn't the best. Like he had a couple games where he struggled, no doubt. Definitely that Cincinnati game was a forgettable game for him. But hey, Every offensive lineman will have those games from now and again. But I think when you look at the totality of the season for Bernard Ryman, he definitely took a major step forward in his production and also just in his growth in year number two. And he was one of the best left tackles in the NFL. So I'm confident in saying that Bernard Ryman is the franchise left tackle in the future for the Colts. Um, and then you mentioned Quentin Nelson, bounce back year for him. Um, even though PFF won't necessarily give him the love I think he rightfully deserves, it was very clear and obvious uh, how good he was and how much better he was uh, under Tony Sperano Jr. here in 2023. Ryan Kelly, probably the biggest bounce back story for the Colts, definitely on their offensive line. When you look at it, you know, a guy that's obviously been through a ton. We've talked about it at length at this point. But again, Derek, there was no expectations for Ryan Kelly in 2023. Like, let's be honest. Like, we were even saying when the rumor came out about, you know, is Ryan Kelly going to get traded? Is he on the trading block and all that stuff? We were like, hey, if you got to trade him, trade him. Like, we were at that point with him. But to give him credit, you know, he was not done. He wasn't even close to being done. And, you know, got back in the right mindset. And it clearly showed, you know, with his play on the field, with one of the best centers in the NFL. And it was great to see him have that comeback season that we all knew he was capable of. Um, We just knew that he was going through a lot and mentally how much of that had to take a toll on him. So definitely awesome to see. One of my favorite things to see this year, Ryan Kelly bouncing back and looking as great as he did. Um, It seems him and his wife, you know, obviously – um, seem to be in a lot better place, which you just love to see that and and just love to see them thriving. So uh, definitely great to see there. Then you mentioned Will Fries. You know, I definitely think he took a step forward in 2023. It was definitely the weakest link of this offensive line uh, of the starting five, no question. But, I mean, Derek, if your starting right guard is an average guard and that's the worst uh, offensive lineman of your starting five, you'll take that. You know, you'll yes. absolutely take that. And so – now, while Will Fries isn't the best guard, I mean, I think he's played some pretty good football for the Colts 
and you feel good about him being the starter there moving forward. Now, maybe you add some competition. I'm not sure. But I think when you look at it, you're like, hey, Will Fries, you know, continue to give him opportunities and, and you feel pretty confident and you're like, feel pretty good about where he is right now. And then Braden Smith, obviously he dealt with some injuries this year. Kind of the first time he's dealt with this kind of injury bug, Derek. But when he was on the field, he was, according to PFF, he was the best offensive lineman for the Colts grade-wise. You know, he was fantastic. And you think, man, for him and, you know, Bernard Ryman, when they're both on the field, they're a top tackle duo, no question. So, you know, one to five, the offensive line looks really, really good. You know, maybe you add a little bit of depth to this offensive line this offseason. But, Derek, I feel pretty confident in the starting five right now. I feel pretty confident that that's one of maybe a few of these positions where you're like, I don't know if the Colts really even need to add anybody to this unit because they were that yeah. good. Um, so definitely yeah. great to see a bounce back year for them. And like we said earlier, you know, Tony Sperano Jr. needs all the credit for what he did with this unit. I mean, the Colts added no new starters on their roster. The only really player they added, Derek, was Blake Freeland. Uh, yeah, the rookie offensive much. tackle obviously played a role. He started a lot of games for the Colts, but still, like it's it was a starting five he had last year. And to see the jump they made, it, it definitely goes to show you it definitely wasn't a personnel problem. It was a hundred percent a coaching problem, no yeah. question in my mind, oh, yeah. and accountability, which you've talked about before. And, and so, the, of course, awesome we also it. can't forget like prior was definitely a huge reason for that that being the problem, but I definitely think that it, but I mean, it wasn't just prior last year. It was, it was everyone. Everyone looked worse. I mean, yeah, prior was the biggest outlier, but if you have just one guy being extremely bad and the rest of them are good, then you would see there be that only outlier. But the problem was it wasn't just one outlier. It was everyone. Everyone was bad last year for Indy. So you're right. I think they changed the culture in there. I think Tony Sperano comes in, he does his thing. And of course, Shane Steichen in and of himself, that essence and that drive and that ability to connect with everyone and hold everyone accountable. Because again, Cody, we talked about it so many times, the word accountability, it was preached so much by the previous coaching staff, but was never actually really enforced that much that we really understood from them, but now we felt it actually come from Shane Steichen and from all these position coaches. They feel like they we they really buy in to what they've been able to bring, and no doubt that the offensive line definitely bought in as well for that. We'll go with Pittman here. Uh, Pittman, you and I both believe that he showed this year he can he's proven he can be a number one for this team. I mean, again, Cody had another season with two different quarterbacks throwing him the football this year and still was able to put up the numbers that a potential number one guy could bring. Uh, had over 100 receptions on the year, nearly 1,100 yards and four touchdowns on the year. Um, and again, just when it came to the overall numbers, I mean, no doubt he was the bell cow of the offense and he showed you that when he's not in there, uh, the Colts really didn't have a lot of great uh, offensive passing production. Uh, I'll tell you what, it was kind of amazing that Indianapolis was even able to throw the football the way they did against Pittsburgh 
when Michael Pittman went out. Uh, that's pretty incredible to think about. But the next game or two that he missed, I mean, he just went and showed you that, I mean, they had no answer. They had no one to throw the football to, it seemed like. So Michael Pittman, who is now about to enter his fifth season next year and has had, I believe at this point, six different quarterbacks that have thrown him the football over these last four seasons. Uh, the guy, the guy needs to be brought back and he has proven that he is the top dog on this team until somebody else comes along. Yep. You mentioned all those things, so I won't rehash them all, but yeah, just the consistency from Pittman, despite all the different quarterbacks. And you just wonder, Derek, how good could this guy really be if he actually had the same quarterback throwing it to him like multiple years in a row? And that guy had some superstar potential, like we said, Anthony Richardson does. I'm just curious, and I, I'm interested to see how well he would look with a quarterback like that. So, um, yeah, definitely all the reasons you said for Pittman, his consistency, his value to this team, and just his ability to go up there and make a play when needed, and just how the offense runs through him. No doubt in my mind, he's the guy that proved to be, he's the number one for the Colts, and it really wasn't even close in 2023. Um, so definitely a guy that deserves to get paid. I think that's priority number one for the Colts is to bring him back, but he definitely showed you that whatever he has, any semblance of a play caller in, you know, at, uh, in Shaden Steichen, any semblance of a quarterback that can get him the football, he can be really effective. So definitely love to see Michael Pittman bounce back there, and hopefully he's with the Colts for a long time moving forward. Yep, 100%. Uh, let's go ahead and keep going. Some more that the Colts answered. Uh, Zaire Franklin, we can actually move to the defense here. Um, Zaire Franklin cemented himself this year, Cody. We saw in 2022, you know, he took over for Shaq Leonard when he was out for the majority of the year. And he ended up, you know, breaking the franchise tackle record in 2022. And this season, not only did that, but did it again uh, for this year as well. And, you know, he has cemented himself as the number one linebacker for this team moving forward, um, regardless of what your feelings are for him. Zaire Franklin is productive. He, he does it every single week. And no doubt this guy has cemented himself as the future linebacker and leader of this team going forward for the Indianapolis Colts. 100%. Yeah. Zaire, love to see him continuing to break out. A guy that 100% deserves it. He's been a captain everywhere he's gone and continues to bring that juice to this Colts defense. So, absolutely, Zaire Franklin continuing to cement himself as that number one linebacker for Indianapolis. And, you know, even with kind of Shaq Leonard and the whole situation that happened there, Zaire continued to produce. He had his opportunity when Shaq went down. And he never has relinquished that. So, yes, Zaire Franklin cements himself with the Indianapolis Colts. He is that leader. He is that heart and soul of that defense. And love to see that from your middle linebacker. 100%. Last thing for the did answer, and really it's more of a generality, but, you know, mainly, Cody, the star players did what the star players were supposed to do this year. You know, Jonathan Taylor, when he came back from his injury, Jonathan Taylor did what Jonathan Taylor typically does. Uh, it felt like every single game he was back to almost running for 100 yards a game. 
getting himself a touchdown every single time. And, of course, Michael Pittman doing the same thing. The offensive linemen back to doing what they typically do and what we're accustomed to seeing them do. Uh, DeForest Buckner, once again, being that guy. Zaire Franklin, once again, being that guy. Julian Blackman and Kenny Moore in the secondary, both being that guy and being able to do what they did. And, you know, I mean, that's what it is, Cody. Um, I, I don't think that it was an issue of star power this year. Just obviously this Colts roster in generality needs to definitely get better. But from your quote-unquote stars of this team, they definitely picked up the pace in 2023 and that gave Indy a chance to win this year. Yeah, and that was something that Chris Ballard said last year. You know, that that was a big part of why the team you know, really majorly underperformed and you know, we're picking number four overall is because, you know, those star players, like you said, they weren't playing like star players last year. I'm thinking specifically of guys like Kenny Moore, Ryan Kelly, um, and, and maybe some other guys you could throw in that list as well. But those are the two guys that stand out to me. You know, two guys that you're paying top money to. Um, we talked about the offensive line underperforming last year. A lot of guys that you would call stars on that team, on that position group. Uh, but just overall, your star guys, the guys that you expect to play at Pro Bowl All Pro levels, just simply weren't doing that last year. And so, definitely great to see. Um, you know, guys like Kenny Moore. You mentioned Julian Blackman having his best season with uh, as in as a pro, really. Um, and then different guys playing up to the level and the standard that we all expect from them. So that was a big reason why, you know, you had some young guys that you were really excited about, some free agents you brought in, but ultimately Derek, some of those star guys played like top players of their position, like they've done every year, except for 2022. So yeah, absolutely. Getting your star players to play like it huge for this football team. Absolutely. All right, let's move to some did not answer questions. And we're going to go back to the AR situation here because I know some of y'all were thinking that y'all were going to hit up these comments and say, oh, Derek and Cody, y'all are way too positive about AR. Well, listen, we have to say here, we have to say that it is true. There is still question marks about Anthony Richardson, regardless of whether or not we feel he definitely has the potential to still be able to be a great quarterback in this league, that's, again, the big word, potential. We still don't 100% know if Anthony Richardson, over an expanded season, is going to be a good quarterback. We still don't know because we only got a really small sample size from his rookie year. He clearly could look worse going further down the road, but... You know, what we saw, again, we thought that we could see some optimism in Anthony Richardson. But, Cody, for the people who still have question marks about Anthony Richardson and what he still can do, there is legitimate there's legitimacy behind that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the injury concern is real. I mean, for sure. Like, the fact that Anthony Richardson, you know, couldn't last. <laughs> he got hurt multiple times in his first few games. And then ultimately the big one that knocked him out, the shoulder, uh, so, yeah, that is a concern. Like, can is Anthony Richardson, you know, that type of style that he likes to play, you know, being able to run the ball and, you know, kind of exposing himself to some hits that maybe other quarterbacks that stay more in the pocket won't necessarily take all the time. 
Um, that is a concern. You know, it is his play style, and I know he defended it at the end of the year presser and talked about that, but, like, that is a legitimate thing. Like, you know, we've seen different running quarterbacks have issues before with staying healthy. So is that going to be the path for AR, or is the path going to be more of, you know, he learns from this, this is a freak thing in his rookie season? I mean, Derek, how many times have star quarterbacks went down because of freak injuries? I mean, it happens all the time. So, you know, is it more of an outlier or is this kind of going to be what's going to be Anthony Richardson's career? And so I'm very intrigued to see that. And that is a very fair question for people to ask. And I'm certainly one that I've got to see him play all 17 games before we even say he is the franchise guy moving forward um, and he is the legitimate starter for this team moving forward. So definitely a huge question mark. But you want it, you liked what you saw, the small sample size you did see, but you got to see it healthy and on the field for 17 games and maybe even more for the playoffs. So absolutely. Definitely understand that. And I kind of share it in some ways. Absolutely. Uh, Moving forward here. Well, the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, we didn't necessarily think that Indy needed more playmakers going forward. We all kind of thought that they did, uh, but we kind of wanted to see more from Indy this year. Clearly, you know, we never got to see Jelani Woods, Cody, like you mentioned. Um, And of course, we saw Michael Pittman obviously do what he does. But when it came to the rest of the weapons, right, Alec Pierce, drop off year this year. And by you and I's accounts and most fair fans that understand the reasoning behind it, it was mainly not Alec Pierce's fault. Mainly due to the fact of the quarterback that was throwing the football. And, of course, Josh Downs had a good year for a rookie. No, uh, no, Not taking that away from him at all. But clearly, in quite a few games, Josh Downs was not a consistent threat for Indy. And I do wonder, once again, if that came down to the quarterback throwing the football, that was the biggest problem. And I think most people would agree. But... Even from the defensive side of things, uh, and we're going to talk about you know a specific position going forward, but nevertheless, we do have a situation where Indy still needs a lot more playmakers on both sides of the football for this team to really contend with some of the elite teams out there. Yeah, and that was something that Chris Ballard even said. Like, we need more explosive plays uh, from the offense. That's just something they need. You know, Pittman's a great receiver, um, but he's not, at least not this year, he was never the guy that would, you know, burn a guy for 70 yards. Like, he was never that type of guy. He can go up and get the ball, but the Colts right now, they don't have that guy. I mean, you could argue maybe Alec Pierce, but they didn't have that guy consistently that would do that. And I think just a, a general rule of thumb, Derek, for having a young quarterback is you give him as much talent as possible, right? You surround him with as much as you can. I mean, that's what we saw with Cincinnati with Joe Burrow. That's what we saw Buffalo do with Josh Allen. You know, get them legitimate guys that can go up there and make plays and help make life on them easier, you know? And so that's what the Colts did with Peyton Manning, right? They got they already had Marvin Harrison. They, were, they went out and they drafted Reggie Wayne in 2001. They drafted Dallas Clark in the first round, right? They had all these playmakers. They continue to add to their roster around their franchise quarterback. And I just think that's something they have to do, regardless if it was really good last year or not. Like, I would still say playmakers are such a need 
you know, you have some guys you really like um, at wide receiver, at tight end. But also, Derek, there are a lot of questions. And especially at tight end, you don't have a guy where you say, boom, that's our number one tight end right now. Could some guys be that? Maybe. But there's also some legitimate questions there um, at that. And so I just think just adding more playmakers, you know, you already have a home run hitter at running back with Jonathan Taylor. You think Anthony Richardson can be that if he stays healthy. But if you get another you know, superstar talent, right, at wide receiver, tight end, just playmaker in general, that's huge. That's going to be so big for him and his development and continue to make this offense even more dangerous, more dangerous. And you even saw, Derek, with the, some of the teams that lost some of their quarterbacks, like Cincinnati, they were still able to put up big numbers because they had guys to help Jake Browning out. They had the Jamar Chases of the world. They had T. Higgins. They had these different guys who were able to help out the backup quarterback. So I uh, definitely think getting you know legitimate weapons out there and continuing to add, that's never a bad thing. So definitely playmakers, it's a big thing for the Colts. they got to continue to add to that, no question. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And another thing that we talked about with the defense, and that's where we're about to transition over here right now, for this defense, you know, we wondered what this defense would look like this next year with obviously losing Stephon Gilmore. You lost a couple other guys in free agency and such. And, of course, you also lost Shaq Leonard this year as well because of the cut. Um, even if you don't agree that the production was there, just at the end of the day, that leadership that you had in the building definitely is gone and not replaced. It definitely hurts the defense here, Cody. And, you know, the Indianapolis Colts had a relatively good defense last year, or 2022, I should say. I mean, they had a defense that was good enough to win a Super Bowl in 2022. It wasn't an elite defense, but it was a really good defense when it needed to be. And it was a really good defense in spite of how bad the offense was that year. And I mean, again, it was Stephon Gilmore who, you know, showed even at the age of 32 years old, the dude still had something in him to be able to play. And a couple other guys really stepped up, you know, when it came to uh, McLeod, you know, at the safety position, he stepped up big for Indianapolis in that role. And a few other guys really helped take over on that defense, especially you saw that was a fringe top 10 defense for the Indianapolis Colts in 2022. And then this year, a defense that was bottom half of the league by a long shot. I mean, no doubt that this defense took a major step back when it lost a lot of that veteran leadership over there. Yeah, and that was expected, right? We were not shocked that that happened, that 
You know, you're, you're out there essentially, Derek, playing two rookie corners for the majority of the season on the outside. Like you knew it wasn't going to be the level that it was in 2022 from quarterback position. You know, you're replacing two starters who were playing at relatively high levels for two rookies, you know, a second round rookie and a seventh round rookie. So, um, and also, you know, you mentioned Rodney McLeod, he had a career year in 2022, you know, and then with Indianapolis that, you know, they have Rodney Thomas, who obviously majorly disappointed in 2023 um, after having a really good rookie season. And then, you know, Nick Cross. So you trade that veteran leadership for two young guys who, while, you know, especially for, for Nick Cross, he showed some things, but he also had his share of struggles. So, you know, no question that the Colts definitely missed that veteran leadership. But, hey, you know what? That was the route they chose to go with. And, you know, so we shouldn't be surprised that the the, the pass defense especially took kind of that step back in that way, despite the fact that the pass rush was even better than it was in 2022. Absolutely. And then the last thing, the last question that we were wondering you know, we saw the we saw Quiddy Pay get better this year from 2022 and 2021. We saw the Indianapolis Colts bring in Samson and Bukum, and they definitely had a good group of defensive linemen, Cody, that were able to get after the quarterback this year. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts were fifth in, on the season in sacks had a franchise record for most sacks in a season for the Indianapolis Colts, but it still felt like the Colts were lacking in that department. Yes, they were getting after the quarterback and getting sacks as good as almost anyone else in the league, but overall pressure-wise, Indy still struggled I mean, I think I don't remember who it was that brought this stat up. I don't remember if it was you or if it was someone else, but somebody said they were fifth in sacks, but at the same time, I think they were like 21st in overall pressures. So you do, you look at it from that perspective and say, yes, sacks wise, they did a great job, but overall pressures, they were still bottom half in the league when it came to actually getting consistent pressure on the quarterback. So it went to show that Indy still needs a little bit of help there. Yes. And they still need the number one guy. Like we, I feel like this is a yearly conversation we have, Derek, about this Indianapolis Colts defense is they have some guys that you would say they're solid players, right? Like Samson Mabukum, pretty good year, right? Quiddy pay. He, he showed some things. Dio showed some things, right? We obviously know what DeForest Buckner can do. Um, but, what the one thing you truly lack is that number one edge rusher. Like you just you miss that alpha pass rusher, right? And I just think, man, there's a, there's some guys that are potentially going to be available in free agency. You know, you've attempted to get some guys in the draft, um, but you still have not found that number one guy. Like I just wonder how much of a difference it would be if you had a you know what would you say like a thirteen to fifteen sack guy each year alongside a guy like Samson Mabuko. Like, how much better would this defense be if you had that alpha pass rusher? If you had that guy, say, even in that Texans game, right? How much of a difference could it have made if you had a guy like that that could have gotten to C.J. Stroud one or two more times? Like, how much better and, and maybe how much more of a difference would that have made in that game? Could you have won that game and not had to rely on that last drive? 
right? If you had that alpha pass rusher. So for me, it's like, man, this has been a position that Chris Ballard has swung at and swung at and swung at, but continued to find misses, especially in the draft. So why not go and get that guy? If there's any year to do it, you've got your franchise quarterback, or at least you've invested into a franchise guy you believe in. Why not go and get on the other side of the ball the one premium position that you have failed as a general manager to get? And that's that number one pass rusher. So for me, it makes too much sense. And I think the Colts need to stop being cute about it. And they need to go, they need to go take a swing. I really think they need to take a swing on not a drafted guy, but on a proven veteran talent that you know you will plug in and he will make an impact. I think if you do that, Derek, this is the team, this is a defense. Well, yeah, they have some young guys and they miss it, may still have some struggles back there. But that will help out that young secondary so tremendously if you have that type of pass rusher out there. So for me, I look at it and I say, Quiddy Pay, one of the worst pass rushers on the football team last year. You drafted him in the first round. I know there's some guys people like in the draft. But for me, Derek, I look at that and I say, there's a couple guys that I truly believe if you sign them or trade for them, it's going to change some things on your defensive line. So I think it's time to make a swing. I really do. I think it's time to stop holding the bat. Like we said with quarterback for so many years, it's time to step on the mound and make the swing. So that's what my – and I'll preach about this, man, until the Colts actually do something about it because that is what's holding this defense back, in my opinion, is the fact that they still don't have that number one guy. Absolutely. Well, that's going to do it for this one, guys. That was some of the questions that the Indianapolis Colts answered in the 2023 season and some of the questions they did not answer going out of 2023. Let us know your guys' thoughts. Was there something that the Indianapolis Colts answered for you or didn't answer so far that you guys are looking to hop back into in 2024? But that's going to do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for all the support. And as always, guys, go Colts. Yeah.